0: Supposed to be. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. We are live from the bunker. And I tell you, this morning, the, the Stone Martin weasels have come back with a vengeance. So uh, we uh, got a little bit of a late start today. We had some glitches with our cameras and everything with the computers and it just is just been one of those mornings already so but we're, we're getting through we're getting by good to have all of you here uh I see mazers and keely and dave all in the chat dave i'm glad you got your book hope you enjoy it and uh if you are with us live you can join us in the conversation the chat over on youtube we're also broadcasting facebook you can leave us a comment there odyssey somehow had some kind of a glitch fetching the the blockchain or whatnot and connecting so we don't have a stream going to odyssey right now uh but yeah it's okay we'll we'll put it over there for those of you who like to see it over there and if you prefer podcast form we've got that too various different podcast platform players player platforms So you can listen to the show as you're doing other things, I guess. More important things. But we're glad you spend some time with us through the week. I do have this one thing uh, that showed up. And I don't know where this image is coming from. uh, But it's got an Entertainment Weekly banner on it. A new image of Darth Vader from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and everybody is really excited about it, although I did not see this in the gallery that was posted yesterday, so it could very well be that this is something either from a while back, or or it's a new thing that we're just now getting, so who knows, it's just going to be one of those things, so anyway, today we're not talking Star Wars, we're talking Superman and Lois going bring James in here. We're going to be talking uh, Hi. to him. Let me. Uh, let me. Yeah. Let me make sure I do that and everything. <clears throat> all right. So <sighs> this was a.
1: It was all right. Um. I don't know. I. I. I kind of came out of the episode thinking, how do I describe it? Because it was a little too much.
0: Too much. How do you mean?
1: death of bizarro maybe
0: by the way Um, spoilers for those of you who haven't watched the show uh, if you if you haven't seen the episode you should go see the episode first and then come back here but okay go ahead
1: yes yes spoilers sorry Uh, um bizarro dies i mean you got talro in this episode anderson when i say too much it's not just the episode was like like jam-packed full of stuff there, it was also a little too over the top in my opinion, and the whole Anderson thing was just way too much. Just that complete dive off the deep end was, to me, a little too soon I, and a little too.
0: I will agree with you there. This this continues my disappointment in the Anderson character for a couple of two, three, a couple of reasons. One, it's a badly written character. Yeah. I, I don't care for the interpretation that we're getting from Um uh, Ian Bowen, p- who plays uh Anderson. <coughs> and and, you know, props to to uh, uh, Danielle Panabaker for for her work directing this episode, but I don't like no, what they're doing.
1: Panabaker didn't direct this. She didn't? It was the actress who played Gemma Simmons in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Oh, Elizabeth Henstridge. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. I missed that. I I looked at one thing and saw something else. You're right, Elizabeth Henstridge. I
1: think I think Daniel Panabaker directed last night's episode of The Flash.
0: Okay, all right. She has been directing, so that's it's an easy mistake to make. Anyway, props. Yeah, you know, the direction on this stuff is fine, but I don't. I don't. I don't like the choices that they've been making from a story standpoint for Anderson because this goes back to my original complaint that I don't think that the writers have done very much research in terms of chain of command and military operations and, and whatnot. This feels like the old 80s pastiche Hollywood uh, the military, the, the industrial military complex is evil type of thing. Yeah. And it just, it rings hollow to me. I don't believe in Anderson as a character. I, I'm not invested in Anderson as a character. And when he comes you know off now as a villain, I don't care.
1: You know what it is? It feels like a Stephen King production. You got the jocks and you got the nerds. <laughs> They're not even
0: military at this
1: point. They're how, just how is jocks that? Wait, being mean wait, because... How no.
0: is that Stephen King
1: Well, I mean, that's just the stereotypical like almost every single one of his books is just the kid, the nerdy kids growing up and the big mean bullies being mean just to be mean. I mean, that's that's an almost
0: that's not a Stephen King thing, son. That's 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 the history, the history of fans of science fiction. That That is that's, that's real life that and and to be to be very clear, your generation has had it easy on that front compared to everything else your my generation generation has has had to deal with other things yes but your generation has not had near as much bullying for being fans of this stuff because it's now in the mainstream
1: I it wasn't quite mainstream when I was uh, growing up until Avengers happened.
0: <laughs> Mazur says the novel Christine was very much about jocks and nerds. See, I, I haven't read Christine. I don't read Stephen King. I'm not a big fan of Stephen and King because I don't. I read think it's horror, the same so.
1: way in Children of the Corn. I mean, it's it's just I was making but fun my, of a trope. I know, but King my fun my films.
0: my point is that the jocks and nerds thing predates That's Stephen always. King. This has gone back gobs of time right. it's not just Stephen King So, but it feels like you know <clears throat> our our
1: plucky heroes and the villains that, that are just written to be mean because we need an antagonist even though they already have a very interesting antagonist with Bizarro and whatever's going on with Ali I'm still not too sure what's going on there and now we're getting <sighs> I said this in the episode I, I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong but my first thought was just are they making anderson doomsday i don't think they are
0: i don't think they are
1: but as soon as he started just ODing on x kryptonite yeah. you see the mutations that happened to bizarro i'm i'm wondering if I'm what happened i'm is...
0: still thinking that the stuff that's going on with um <laughs> right, Dave. Oh how Dave says, Oh how the nerd image has changed since our days. Right? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Uh but I don't I don't know that Bizarro's condition in turn, I know he was inhaling something and we don't really have a very clear indication exactly what he had. We had wait. A, wait, wait a well, I mean, we see him. We see him doing something right before he puts the suit on and flies into our yeah, dimension. It but it was it was kryptonite. Have, do we know that for a fact? Are we making that assumption?
1: It a green, well, it was a green powder. And X kryptonite and kryptonite are supposed to be the mirror opposites of each other, and that's why Bizarro was jamming in that kryptonite bullet into his heart when mm-hmm. Anderson shot him. So
0: yeah, it was okay. kryptonite. All right, fine. So so. The other part of that is that we will have a different reaction from humans than Kryptonians to whatever X-Kryptonite does. So you got to take that into account as well. It may not mutate Anderson the way it did Bizarro. But Anderson is... Anderson's a one-trick pony. I I called it out the, the first couple of episodes when we saw what he was doing with the relationship that he's got with Superman this right. this whole path for him has been predictable by the numbers I mean t v tropes couldn't write it any any more plainly, just a to b to C. We know where this is going, and it the 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 end of this is either Anderson's dead or Anderson turns back to the light side he sees the light and he realizes, oh, what a terrible monster I've been. I'm sorry. Right. But neither one of them is going to ring true because this is not a believable character from the get go.
1: That's true. The reason I was saying doomsday is only because again, I don't want doomsday. I know I bring him up a lot, but that's only because I kind of thought he was going to be in the show, but now hate Superman blinded by rage. Right. Can't think straight kills Bizarro. And here's, here's where my brain went. If Bizarro dies on this Earth, if he's dead, what if Superman dies on the other Earth? And it's it's the mirror, because you know how the show likes to, you know, recreate shots and do parallels with their shots and yeah, scenes and everything?
0: But I'm going to stop well, you there. I'm going to stop you there for a second and point out that if that was the case, that the character, the 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 mirror the mirror variant dies and the 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 our this universe equivalent dies then it's likely that lois and jonathan would be dead as well because the implication from the photograph in that in that opening montage from last week the implication was that lois and jonathan were dead yeah which means if they're dead over there, then they should be dead. I mean,
1: de- Nope, that means Jordan would be dead over here.
0: Well, in any case, none of none of them are dead over here. So, sure. so the the one's dead, the other's dead, doesn't work. Well, because if Bizarro, I'm saying, I mean, if that was the case, you kill Bizarro, then Superman dies. Because
1: he's not dead. No, here's where my my thought process was. There's that scene where Superman gets carried off on that red solar powered panel. Well, it looks a lot like a coffin. And with how this show loves to do their parallel shots, I'm wondering if that's how the show is going to end. Maybe the way Superman gets brought back to life is by bringing Bizarro and Superman the necklaces, and they combine, and they come back to life. It's a stretch, but this show is very hard to theorize.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Now, if if you were going to do that, the death of Superman is connected inextricably to the reign of the Superman, the four that came afterwards. We've already done that story to a certain extent. We've got John Harnier Irons coming in. We've got uh, sort of, kind of, uh, an equivalent of Superboy in in Jordan. We don't have... uh, We don't have... uh, Cyborg Superman. We've got the Eradicator... So that story has essentially kind of been told already. But if you're going to do the a, a, a sort of proto-adaptation of the death of Superman, and if Anderson is going to be the stand-in for Doomsday, whether he's actually Doomsday or not, let's say Anderson ends up being the character that kills Superman. Which again, I don't want. I know. The death of I know. Superman I know. But, but if your theory, if Everybody your theory, I know. But if your theory is correct and Anderson ends up being a doomsday like character, yes, and kills Superman at the end of the season, there's our season finale. Superman's dead. Yeah. Then likely it would not be. You know, r- using using the pendants to revive Bizarro and Superman. More than likely, it would be Tal Talro and some form of the Eradicator that would be used to bring him back because Talro is still alive. We don't know exactly what. I mean, the Eradicator was "quote unquote" destroyed, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's gone forever. So, that, you know, that being Kryptonian technology. Okay, well, maybe we flip over to the mirror universe, the you know bizarre universe. And we grab the Eradicator from over there and bring it back. I mean, there's also d- oh, different ways. Oh no, do no, that.
1: you know what they do? They just ask his mom because she invented the <clears throat> Eradicator, and she's you know at the fortress now.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily Isn't mean that she's got the technology to build a new one because she's no, not but on Krypton.
1: No. But she would have the knowledge too, right?
0: Maybe, but it depends on how that simulator was was programmed. But that doesn't necessarily mean she can build another uh, another eradicator. More than likely, what it would be is that the eradicator is out somewhere, not destroyed, or they find it and they bring her back and it's, you know repair it or or whatever, or it rep or it repairs itself. Who knows? We don't. You know, it's the replicator. It's got all sorts of different abilities i'm hoping that we don't go that direction yeah i don't, me I don't too. want i don't want the death of superman at the end of season two If you're going to do that that's the end of season four season five you know but it, yes I, that's yeah i don't know you
1: end that's that's how you end a season and maybe even
0: because that is that's not best the show, but that's part one of best of both worlds you know that's that's what kind of cliffhanger yep. you have to have there. But <clears throat> oh well, I, I don't I don't think we're there yet. As far as the relationship that Anderson's going to have with Allie Alston, who knows what that's going to look like? It could very well be that. Well, I I don't know. I mean. This is a par. This is a version of the parasite that I'm not entirely familiar with, outside of knowing that it it was a version in the book. So I'm not sure yeah. what kind of relationship that he. Because Anderson Anderson is not from the comic books. He's original to the show, and he's a one off anyway. I don't think he lasts longer than the end of the season. He's dead this yeah. year, probably.
1: And I think I think we're gonna get a new head of the DOD. And I'm wondering who that's gonna be. It'll I uh, I I think you and I just had the same thought. What? And Shaw?
0: No it's, I don't I don't think so. My my first inclination would be that Sam Lane would come back and say, All right, I screwed up, I gave you the wrong guy, I'm taking over, I'm gonna fix it. He'd take he'd come I out of like retirement. That.
1: I feel like that's cheap in a way.
0: Why he's already on the cast? He, he they're already spending money for him. Remember, if they bring in somebody else, they got to pay for it. They got to pay the actor. So you know, <laughs> Sam, uh, uh, Dylan Walsh is already part of it, and I and I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that Dylan Walsh is actually playing Lois Lane's father. He's not. Well, he's not old it- enough like that. At least in my How old head. is Dylan Walsh. I don't know, but he's not old enough to be playing somebody's grandpa. I I have I a I have a tough time with that because it it makes me feel my age.
1: <clears throat> I think he's doing a great job.
0: Oh, he's doing fine. He's doing he's fine. Doing I'm best just best. I'm just having a tough time wrapping my head around Dylan Walsh being old enough to play somebody's grandfather. That's just like I remember when Zoe Kravitz was born. And now here she is playing Selena Kyle in the new Batman movie, and I'm looking at I'm thinking that's Zoe Kravitz, that's that's Lisa Bonet's kid.
1: I need to say something. What? This year and also last year has given me my favorite portrayal of Superman and my favorite portrayal of Batman. I can finally safely say that my favorite live action Batman is Robert Pattinson. I just saw the movie. Really? I'm a little. I'm still a little excited about it, yeah. okay. Very, very, very long movie. But yes,
0: yes as as we talked about on the h two o podcast, it's about twenty minutes too long. It has way minutes. way too much time to breathe. <clears throat>
1: no, forty minutes too long.
0: Well, I mean it depends on how you cut it because the part part of the problem with the Batman that we and and we're not I'm not gonna dive too deep into it. you guys could go listen to h two o. Part of the problem is where Zack Snyder shoots things and then puts them into slow motion. Matt Reeves has everybody walk in slow motion so he doesn't have to undercrank. He's just like, Yeah, just just mosey over there. Just take your yeah. time. We're just gonna we're just gonna chill. You just walk real slow and calm and deliberate and step. Which for step, some of the
1: shots it's really good.
0: I know, but for the entire movie cold. for the entire yeah. movie outside of the action sequences, everybody is moving so freaking slow in this. Yeah, that contributes to part of the problem with the length It's that nobody's well, nobody's moving normal.
1: Damien and I were talking and we were like, this kind of suffers from Spider-Man three syndrome. Way too many villains.
0: I didn't really have a problem it with the mix of villains, but it it was there was it, you had like four or five different villains. Well, yeah, but they weren't the pri- but they room weren't room the room. primary they weren't the primary villain and they were all working in service to the story that was being told. So it worked. And yeah, you've got to be very careful about that because well, like we see with you know, to bring the 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 discussion back to Superman and Lois, if you have too many bad guys all at once, You can get cluttered and and you can lose perspective. And I... I Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: I will admit, at the end of this episode, when you got Anderson coming through as a villain, I just was sitting there going, Oh. Well, it's... I, I was worried that they shot themselves in the foot for a second, and I'm still worried until we get past that week break. But...
0: Well, An- Anderson is one of those characters he he's a he's a he's a functional character. There's there's a purpose to his his part of the story. That's about the story and we don't have to we don't have to give him depth. We don't have to give him dimension. He's a like I said, he's a two-dimensional character. He's a one-off. He's there simply to be uh you know simply to antagonize superman and now with his partnering up with Ali Alston he becomes a threat to superman but you know this is something that we saw coming weeks ago that uh, that something like this could happen because Anderson was just giving off all the signals that he was just not quite suited for the job that he had <laughs> which yeah. goes back to my complaint about uh, about you know, the writing on this on this particular aspect. because on on most everything else, the writing has been pretty solid. I mean, the dynamic between okay. between Clark and Lois, the dynamic between Clark and Lana, uh, what's been going on between Lana and Kyle and their family and all of that stuff? And I like the fact that we're not dwelling on everything. We're not commiserating. We're not sitting there boohooing for six six episodes. We're actually getting through things. Yeah, we're moving. We're moving, we're we're moving at a pretty good clip through all of this story. Now, having said that, in real life, sometimes these things play out a little bit longer than what we're getting in the in the show. But I like the fact that we're not lingering on any one particular thing in the story and milking it to death until it becomes something that we just are tired of seeing and we tune out. We're we're keeping a good pace so far.
1: Well, you said some things take a little longer. I both liked and didn't like the fact that the girl that Sarah had the thing with at camp was the girl she talked to. So that kind of felt like, that whole thing with Jordan hasn't necessarily been entirely resolved yet.
0: I think that's no. I, think, I don't. Think, I ha- I think I you think had no. I think you had a resolution on that part, but this begins another arc. Yeah. This begins something else. Now, it not it, it's not necessarily going to be love triangle arc. It could be something else. You know, it could be a trust issue thing. It could be, you know, maybe she introduces Jordan to this, this kid, uh, uh, Aubrey, and, and says, you know, this is, this, is, this is it. Because, by way of comparison, if you look at what's happening between Lana and Kyle, and Sarah yeah. looks at, oh, my dad had an affair. My dad cheated on my, my mom. Well, right. I technically cheated on Jordan. Now you have a parallel. And if you if you handle that story right, you have Sarah learning from somebody else's mistake and making a different decision. Right. <clears throat> and that could that could very well play out in a in a parallel thing where here's here's the Lana and Kyle track, here's the Sarah Aubrey Jordan track. And they're going to either mirror each other or they're going to parallel each other. And you're going to have a compare and contrast to how those two B-stories are happening. At the same time, you've got, uh, like Keeley says, Lana's running for mayor. There's another aspect of that whole thing. And then whatever is going on with, with Clark and Lois and the DoD and and the ex Kryptonite and stuff like that and Allie. So you've got various different story threads that you can explore using other story threads for comparison and contrast. I think so far the writing has been fairly solid. So I, I don't yeah. think that they're gonna overcomplicate themselves, but I like the fact that here here we are. Now we're moving from point A to point B to point C to point D. We're not gonna we're not gonna spend way too much time on this thing in an ABC after school special type of thing.
1: I also want to say the writing is so good and that's what's kind of frustrating about the show is when you have that Anderson, Anderson stuff because it's not.
0: Yeah, it stick it sticks <laughs> out the, as the as the week I think, weaker I part think
1: that's it. why I kind of had that reaction when we began this to this episode of just eh, because there was some really good stuff but it got a little too over the top with the Anderson stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's really good at making me hate him. He's really good. Well, he's like, that's,
0: that's what he's, he's there like, for.
1: He's like Kai Win levels from DS9. No, no,
0: he's not, Almost. not, Almost. no, he's not anywhere. He's Almost. not anywhere near that level because the writing for Kai Win was so much better. Because okay, um, here's the difference. Here's the difference between Kai Wen and, and Anderson. I mean, and, no, let me wise, let me let me. Wise. I know, but let me let me do this comparison because you brought it right. up. Anderson yeah. is looking out for himself. He's an opportunist, but he is one of those. Like I said, he's a one note character. What is what is he doing? He he's he's a military guy who doesn't trust anybody outside the military. That's essentially his character. Kai Wen <clears throat> as a character is much more believable and much more dangerous because she's a true believer in her cause. And it's yeah, and you have that greed and that lust for power and control, but it's fueled by this righteous uh, belief that if if only I had the means and the resources to control the population, I could have them behave in a way that would save them. She's that, that's her that's where she is. It's this, The the power and control is is there and it corrupts everything that she does. That greed corrupts what she's doing in terms of the motives. But she's doing it because her interpretation of her faith says... All of these people need to be saved, and I'm the only one that can do it. And in order to do this, I've got to have all of this power and control so I can save all these people in spite of themselves. Anderson's not like that. Anderson's not dimensional like that.
1: I wasn't necessarily trying to compare the characters, more as like the performances.
0: Well, I don't even—I don't I mean, even think that the performances match up because well, you've got an—you've os- got an doing- Oscar-winning actress playing Kai Wen and you got this guy over here, he. he his he's his Anderson is the same all the time. I get no emotional range from him at all. I, yeah. I I'm not impressed there with In- no Bono.
1: There is no emotional range from him, and right. that's what I like. He's such a just. I hate
0: him. It's that okay? It, it's see it's, that's that's the thing though that it, it's a flawed character because there is no range. There's no there. di, there's no dimension. He's not a three dimensional character. I don't care about him. Just the fact that. Yes, we hate him. He's made to he's made for us to hate him. That doesn't make him a good character.
1: And to me, well, to me, I kind of get it as a character that just refuses to grow. And that's what makes it kind of enjoyable to hate, because you've got this character who has so many chances to change. And he just doesn't. Do
0: it. I know, but that just highlights but that just highlights a flaw in the writing because the writers have been able to give us three dimensional characters everywhere else. And the fact that they're only giving us we hate Anderson character, that's lazy. It's lazy well, writing on the part of the of the of, of whoever is, is doing this part of the story because Anderson needs depth. Anderson needs more nuance other than just I don't trust anybody who's not military, and we have to do what I say.
1: I guess I I must have interpreted the character a little differently because to me, I get this guy who <clears throat> kind of feels ooh, <clears throat> sorry, who kind of feels like he's in the shadow of Superman, and you know. Thinks that Superman is dangerous. And well, I mean there, I can kind of yeah, understand. But, but that goes can...
0: back to my that goes back to what I'm saying is is Superman's not part of the team. He's not part of the military. He's not somebody who's part of the chain of command and so I don't trust him. Anderson is like that with anybody who's not in uniform. All but right. it's a stereotype. Uh, I, do
1: a quest- I do have a question.
0: Okay. Hold that question. Hold that question. We're gonna take a real quick break and be back. Uh, with more live from the bunker right after this. Don't go anywhere. We have 52 reasons to listen to this podcast, but they may change in six months. SciFiForMe.com, where all of us have secret identities. It's like, okay, hold on. You've got somebody, and all he does is put on some glasses and slicks back his hair, and nobody knows who he is. Nobody recognizes him. It's, 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 it's like that, that, uh, that scene in, in the Green Lantern movie where she looks at him and is like, how? You know, it's like, you just put on a mask and you expect me not to recognize you? The H2O Podcast, Monday night at 8, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV.
1: PM Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV.
0: Back live from the bunker... I don't get to use that piece of music very often anymore pull that out that's our uh that's the theme to our old rogues gallery podcast we picked that because well, we it kind of sounds play. a little bit like justice league jason had here well, along with james play- wait do i
1: i had not heard that audio in a while
0: yeah well, I don't get much chance to use it very often. We need to bring the Rogues Gallery back. We've been talking about doing that. Um, it would be a little bit different now than uh, than before because before Rogues Gallery was a DC-focused show, uh, and now I think that what we would probably end up doing with it is make it just an all-comics uh, discussion, and it would be all of the different uh, all of the different comic book things. News and discussion and opinion. But it's, you know, it's one of those things on the back burner, depending on how many people we've got. But anyway, today we're talking about Superman and Lois, episode 207. You've got a question.
1: So I had a realization Superman is not technically an American citizen. So aren't there more crimes to Anderson kind of arresting him? I mean, Okay, I I don't know how to phrase the question properly. He's arresting him on treason. Can you do that if he's not an American citizen? I, I I'm really trying have to ask we, this question. Well, oh. let,
0: let me let me throw this question back at you. Have we uh, have we established in the show that Superman is or is not an American citizen? Because I don't recall yeah. any dialogue uh one way or the other on that.
1: Well, okay. It's how I've taken it because in episode 11 of last season, he did say that he's not going to specify where he's from. He's not going to say where he lives. It's in that interview with Lois. And he's like, just because I speak English doesn't mean I'm American. And I'm assuming that Superman doesn't have a passport or anything.
0: Well, so, given given that every given that everybody knows that he's Kryptonian, it makes sense that he'd sit there and say, I'm not an American because he's not, he's, he's, he's a Kryptonian.
1: And since Superman is not at least from what I've gathered, not an American citizen, it doesn't that slap on even more punishment for Anderson.
0: I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I could ask
1: the question better, but I'm not sure how now, I, exactly.
0: No, I kind of I get an idea of what you're talking about. The The thing is that Superman's citizen status has always been one of those things that some stories kind of play with it a little bit. Some stories tend to, you know, play fast and loose and kind of wink, wink and lampshade with it. But it's never it's never been a solid. This is the way it is forever and always type of thing. Um, Because there are some, you know, the whole the whole truth, justice, the American way thing. Some of that comes from the fact that Superman in in stories has been an American citizen, and you know we had famously in uh, in. Action Comics nine hundred, where he sits there and essentially renounces his citizenship with him with the United States. That implies that at some point he was a citizen of the United States, and as like Keeley points out in the chat, Superman may not be an American, but Clark Kent is. Yeah, no, no, no I know that. No, I know, I know, know, Clark- I, I know. Yeah, and, but you can make that distinction. But I don't think I don't think Superman makes that distinction. I okay. mean, he's. He's a he's a citizen of the United States insofar as that's where he lives, that's where he grew up, and he is still Clark Kent. And we're right. we're we're still in that storytelling mode where Superman is Clark's disguise rather than Clark is Superman's disguise. And that came out of the John Byrne reboot after Crisis on Infinite Earths. So this is Clark, whereas with Bruce Wayne, Batman. Bruce Wayne is the disguise. Batman is the actual persona. It's a flip. And in this, yes, Clark recognizes that he's a Kryptonian and he's Kal-El and he's got all these powers and he's Superman. But that's the job. Yeah. That's not, that's not, here's who I am as a person. I'm Clark. I'm married. I have kids. These are my priorities. So I don't think he looks at Superman as a particular citizen of anything because that's just the job he does. If that if that makes sense. So to answer the point about what Anderson is thinking, I don't know (coughs) I don't know if that would get him in any more trouble because treason, yes, treason is one of those for citizens but you, if, if you flip it and you treat him like he's not a citizen then, then espionage would be the charge and it would just be the same kind of thing okay I mean it's, it's a well, different set of it's a different set of criteria but well you know, the, can
1: espionage oh wait I'm focusing on the wrong questions
0: <laughs> well that happens I
1: was going to ask can you face the death penalty for espionage
0: uh, it has been known to happen yes
1: Okay. Okay. But so what else? Oh, <clears throat> Jonathan gets caught with XK. That happens.
0: Uh, Keely points out Superman is what I do, what I can do. Clark is who I am. This is Clark in an episode of Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. That doesn't count because Dean Kane's wrong. Think? <clears throat> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now that's a, that was that it's a good point. And and it and it goes back to it, you know like I said it goes back to the John Byrne reboot. The approach was Clark is the man. Superman is the costume. So
1: and right. it's also, you know, Clark Superman is always supposed to be the most human member of the league.
0: To a point, yeah.
1: So he's always supposed to be, you know, the human and Superman's just kind of yeah. The costume.
0: Well I lost I lost my train of thought. It's a, it's a lot deeper than that, and we could probably get into that, but Superman has never looked at himself as an alien. He's an adopted son. And he grew up in the Midwest, and he's got parents that love him, and he's got a family that cares about him and all of that. Whereas Batman is the orphan. He's the outsider. Wonder Woman, to me, is the alien. Wonder Woman is the one who is so completely outside the civilization of man. She's the alien among the three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then you get outside of that and all of the different personalities as part of the Justice League, they all have different different mix from there. But though out of the Trinity, Superman is the most grounded of the three in terms of having relationships with humanity and a belief yeah. in humanity and an optimism and all of that other stuff. And I really wish that that people would give us that Superman in a movie. Yeah. Because I haven't seen that since Christopher Reeve. We've seen him on yeah. television. I mean Tyler Hecklin's doing a really good job and the and the writers are giving us that kind of Superman in the in this TV show. Tyler
1: Hecklin was just killing it. Yeah, but we haven't
0: seen this Superman in, in movies in, since
1: eighty eight. What, <clears throat> what I've been hearing from people and kind of talking to friends about is they're like he doesn't look like Superman. He doesn't He's, he's not built. He's not huge. He, he doesn't look like Superman. And I kind of started thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, they're right. He looks like Clark Kent. He looks yeah. like the kind of person that doesn't look like Superman. He's not this big built guy, like an, a, just, just this mm-hmm. refrigerator and a cape. He's a dude. And that kind of works perfectly for Superman. Is this guy who somehow disguised himself in a pair of glasses for twenty years and nobody's ever noticed? And and it makes sense with Tyler Hoechlin's performance because he nails he he changes into Superman with his performance, not by his looks. He becomes a completely different person. And he's nailed that heroic charm and he's also nailed the nerdy. Mm-hmm christopher reeve kind of bumbling thing and 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 it works and yeah. i i got very into that speech that i was just giving but well, and that's that's why what works to me is because he he's just kind of almost perfect for the role
0: well and that's and that's what makes it work when it's clark having to deal with family too because now now with this episode we've got uh, Jonathan, uh, the reveal, uh, you know, now we all know Jonathan got in trouble. He got caught with the XK. and yeah. Lois is understandably upset. But the way Clark handles it, you know, when he comes home after after all of the stuff that he's been dealt with, dealing with, and he comes home and he finds just one more thing that he's got to deal with. and he goes in there and he tells Jonathan he's like i'm not even I'm not even going to do this with you. You had your shot, you turned, you turned away from your choice, you know, you've made your choice. This is what's going to happen next, and you're going to deal with consequences. And he walks out. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, this is a dad who is so hurt and frustrated and angry that he knows his best choice is to leave the room because no amount of talking to this kid is going to do any good right now because the kid's made up his mind. Whatever it is he's going to do, okay, fine. I I can sit there and I can yell at him all, all I want. It's not going to do any good. But as the dad, I got to put him on notice. And then he walks out and I think that's, that's, that's a much more believable scene for me because it was short because it was, I'm not even, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to say, I'm going to say my one thing because I'm the dad and I'm leaving because I don't trust myself not to beat you into a pulp right now because of how stupid you were.
1: I didn't like the scene that much. Why not? it hit a little too close to home but also I understand Jonathan's point of view I mean this kid is being passed up by everybody he's the black sheep at this point he feels like he can't do anything right his family loves him but he doesn't love himself because he doesn't feel worth it and that moment when Clark comes in he's a helper and the fact that he just got out of a near-death experience and just lost Bizarro and almost lost his brother, completely understood the snapping. Mm -hmm. I liked that, but it was the walking out. I was like, no, I do not believe that Superman just made it out of a near-death situation and doesn't hug his kids. That's what bugged me about it. I I was okay with the yelling. I was okay with the scene, Mm -hmm. but I was not okay with not Superman Hugging his kids as tight as he can because he just lost Bizarro and he almost lost his.
0: See, but brother. see, the thing with it mean, is though, if you do that, then you make the scene about about Clark and not about Jonathan. Because the emotional rips in that scene are I, Jonathan I, I, and what Jonathan is now having to deal with because of the choices that he made, and that's what Clark is there to reinforce. I'm going to yeah, yell at you. Yeah. and I'm going to say I'm not going to hug you right now because that's a consequence. I'm angry well, at you. It
1: well, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily him not hugging Jonathan. I also wanted an interaction with Jordan, too.
0: Well, there was some afterwards. Yeah.
1: No, 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 there wasn't. Well, whatever, whatever
0: that scene was in the hallway, they, they did have a little bit And that, but see the thing about it is that was, though. no, no the, Not with
1: Clark, not with Clark and Jordan. I, Clark didn't see Jordan at all in that episode after right. he got out.
0: Because Clark, because Jordan's not part of any of the, of the story threads for this time. Jordan didn't do anything mm-hmm. to, 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 and you only got a certain amount of uh, screen time for everybody, but okay. this begins all of whatever comes next because now Jonathan has to fix things. He's got to make amends. He has to make amends with dad and mom and Jordan and school and he's got to figure out what he's going to do about Candace because he's protecting someone. And and in his mind, this is a this is a friendship and loyalty thing. If I rat out my friend, she's going to get in all sorts of trouble that she might not be able to handle, but I can because I've been popular, I've been successful, I have, a, I have a, this maybe aura of protection around me because of my success and popularity. And he's taking it on himself, sacrificially, and that's a noble thing, sure, but it's going to come back to bite him because Candace is not loyal. No. And that's going to be part of this, where he's sitting there thinking, okay, I'm doing this to protect this girl. And she's going to do something at some point, whatever, to throw him under the bus. And then all bets are off. And he's going to realize, I've been protecting this person for for the right reasons, but it was the wrong decision.
1: Five bucks says she's going to get caught cheating. That's what it is.
0: No, it's not going to be cheating. No. This is not not that kind of a storyline. The cheating thing that's going to stick that's going to stick with Sarah, Jordan, Aubrey, whatever. That's that storyline. We're not going to we don't we don't need to do it twice. What's going to end up happening is that Candace is going to get caught dealing with somebody else. Okay. She's going to get some some something is going to happen where she's either going to say something to Jonathan and he's going to decide, "You know what? I'm I'm protecting you. I'm done." Because there's going to be some kind of a betrayal on her part that he's going to feel it's not worth protecting this person. She doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve my loyalty at this point. That's going to be that point. And that's that's where this arc is going to start uh, trending down toward a resolution is at that point where he realizes Candace is not worth it. Yeah. Because that goes back to friendship well
1: i i also kind of said cheating because i don't think she'll be dealing anymore because um i'm assuming no more ex kryptonite and i'm trying to figure out if the military is linked to the kids getting it
0: that's a, that's a question yeah but that's going to yeah. be that's going to be something else that won't be that won't be the jonathan candace arc that'll be something broader that involves either Sam or Superman or the DOD, all, all of that, some, somewhere in all of that, maybe tag, who knows. But, um, but as far as Jonathan and Candace goes, this is going to be a loyalty betrayal thing. Yeah. And Jonathan, um, Jonathan's going to learn a hard lesson from this.
1: Yeah. I do want to say real quick, because I think we're, kind of getting close
0: we're, we're getting there
1: what what's the actor's name who plays morgan edge adam rainer adam Rayner. yeah he's too good he's too good in this show i mean he's so good and he is without a doubt probably my favorite character now i mean he's just so he he nailed every scene he was in the 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 conversation with laura when he's like it was glorious mother i'm like he's having too much fun with the part yeah and he's just so much fun to watch and i'm really hoping he becomes a series regular
0: no because, because that would be too well, much of, that would be too much of a good thing you you if you it, have these things you use them sparingly so as not to devalue them
1: yeah but they did say they were inseparable in the other earth so i do think we're getting that
0: i don't think so Oh, okay. At, um, at, about- at the very least, we'll have, we'll have, cause, cause Talro at the end of the day thinks about Talro. I mean, you look at the conversation that he had with Bazari's like, wife, tell me more about this wife. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do, you, what do, you, what, what do I need to know? And, and can I find her over here? He's thinking about, yes, I he's, he's making the that. gag, but he's, but he's thinking about himself. Talro is selfish. Now who do you think the wife is? Doesn't matter. It was a it was a gag. No, no, I don't think it for, was. For the purposes of this episode, it was a gag. If they revisit it, they'll have to flesh it out. But I don't I don't know. I don't know that it matters.
1: All, all I'm gonna say is the last episode Lana was wearing the yeah, symbol of Tal Roll. I know, and, and it's wondering.
0: entirely possible that she was she was the wife. Um but ultimately, it doesn't matter because it, because if we get to that point where we're spending so much time in the bizarro world, we've 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 been there too much.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of series regulars and stuff, this is the first episode with Wole Parks and um, I don't remember Natalie's actress's name. Taylor Buck. Taylor
0: Yeah.
1: They were were credited in the episode, but they weren't there. And this is the and, first time they've showed up in the titles for a
0: while and they weren't They're always there. in the titles. They're regular. No. Yeah, they're, they're regulars. They're always in the titles. No, that, I've been... That's keep, how the contract no, works. That's how the contract sure?
1: works. I yes. have Park's name in a while.
0: No, that's how the contract works. If they're a regular, they get a credit whether they're in, in the show or not.
1: Okay. Yeah. I must have missed it. Then. Yeah, because Sophia, Sophia I mean.
0: Hasmic wasn't in here either, and she got a credit. Chrissy, Who? Chrissy. Oh, Okay. A regular, a regular on a show gets a credit as part of the show, whether they're in the episode or not. That's that's how that works. Okay. So, but yeah, it's <laughs> well. I mean, you've got, you know, John Henry is still in the hospital.
1: Well, I just meant those opening texts. I haven't, I, I haven't noticed his name in a while, at least.
0: Yeah, he's he's there. He's okay. There. So, predictions for next week. What do you think we're going to where, where are we going where are we going from here, I do you think? I think
1: next week we're not getting an episode.
0: Well, that's ne- my prediction. Okay, next episode.
1: I don't know. I I don't want to theorize anymore cuz I kind of sound crazy whenever I do because I'm just like, "Uh, eh, doomsday." Um,
0: I don't think we're getting doomsday.
1: I don't know. There's just something in the back of my head saying this is going to go way too extreme.
0: Well, I don't know. that that could be, but I don't think I don't think it means we get doomsday not in the traditional sense. Yes, Todd Helbing said we're going to get doomsday. We got to get the full reveal in the third episode, but the third episode revealed that the doomsday that we were all expecting was actually Bizarro. So,
1: well, as far as predictions go, the trailer shows Natalie in the pod escaping. So it looks like we're going to see how she escaped the yeah. evil Superman. And I'm very excited about that. And there's a tablet that's showing, well, they mention in the trailer that they're dealing with a crisis. And then the tablet that shows next looks almost identical to the antimatter wave that was shown in Crisis on Infinite Earth. I I don't know, but it looked almost identical to that same layout on the tablet in that special. And Natalie coming through the multiverse, I'm wondering if we're either going to get the episode where we finally kind of delve into the multiverse or establish heavily the Arrowverse. Who knows?
0: Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Keely in the chat would like to remind everybody that the Adventures of Superman is on Sunday mornings on H&I, uh, the H&I network, so duly noted. All right, that's going to do it for us uh, this time. Thanks very much for all of you uh, leaving thoughts in the in the chat. If you are here on replay, you want to leave us a comment, we do read all of them. You can send us an email... Live from the bunker at sci fi for mecom Let us know your thoughts. If you want to support us financially, there are a couple of ways you can do it. We've got a PayPal tip jar. We have a Subscribestar account. Uh, We do invite you to sign up for the newsletter. Find us on all the socials. We're on 10 different platforms. Four different video platforms. Connect with us over on Odyssey. And Cam1138, you didn't miss the show. You just go back and hit replay and you can watch it all at once, the show is still there. Yeah, that'll make you a time traveler. You go back to the beginning of the show. And you're 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 traveling through time. It makes you that that makes you special. Everybody's special. All all of you who are part of the show, uh, who are who are here all the time, uh, you are all special to us because we like having you here. And uh, if you are new. We do invite you to subscribe to uh, this channel and uh, find us on all the socials and connect with us on Odyssey. And we'll be doing this all again next week. New episodes live from the Bunker H2O. So, uh, and then, of course, we've got Good Morning Multiverse coming up this weekend. So join us for that. And in the meantime, uh, James, uh, we'll go shovel some snow. What do you think?
1: Uh. No, 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 no. no. There's no car for me to shovel the snow out for. So I'm. I'm... (laughs)
0: All right. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, uh, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.